Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for Seminole Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. Hour number two, headliner questions coming your way, and uh, we'll get to it momentarily. But first, let's say thanks to Dr. Birch, Birch Orthodontics, as always. I This is one of the rare times that I can tell you that I miss Dr. Birch. Now, that sounds weird, but I, I'm so used to seeing her weekly that I don't, I don't have a chance to miss her. But I, I haven't seen her in about 10 days, guys. Is that, so I'm longing to see Dr. Birch. Is that good news for Clark? Yeah, he's doing well. He's doing well. Just checkups. You know, at this point, they've kicked so much ass on those teeth. They're like, right. listen, just we're, we're, we're cruising in now. It's over. He maybe Clark should get this endorsement, though, because <laughs> should, yeah. the before and afters are going to be unbelievable, right? Like, they're oh, always good. Like, all oh, my kids. Yeah. And, Steph's kids and Jean's kids. I'm all almost of our kids. afraid to allow her to put that on the wall or anything. I mean, <laughs> they'll see the alien yeah. that Clark was. And, but no, look at the positives. Look at the positives. But yeah, it's been a, a drastic overhaul. So if your kid has alien teeth, <laughs> that that really should be yeah. the uh, the motto, the sales pitch from Birch Orthodontics. If your kid has alien teeth, or maybe not so alien teeth, it's kind of alien teeth, uh, go to birchorthodontics.com, B-U-R-C-H, orthodontics.com. And uh, you can set up free consultations. They do tremendous work, latest, uh, all the latest techniques, the top. I mean, just couldn't be any better. Great customer service, payment plans, make it affordable for you. Mm-hmm. And also, mm-hmm. uh, they'll talk a little football, talk about a little FSU football. They're big Noel fans, and uh, you should support them because they support us and they support the entire community. That is correct. Constantly, Dr. Birch is just being generous with the entire community. So if you support Birch Orthodontics, you're supporting the local community. Uh, a couple of things here. Justin wrote in the chat. Now, I'll get to the other questions on Twitter and Facebook. If FSU wins the national championship, will the SEC – I just like starting the questions with yeah. this idea that Florida State's winning the national championship. Will the SEC or Big Ten do more to help FSU out of their conference situation? Imagine the bidding war then, guys. For well, real. You know, I think it was, it was actually David Hale who um, – What? Wait a minute. David Hale actually had a comment in one of the – he's been on a bunch of the ACC podcasts lately, but he, he said basically his theory, and I, and I subscribe to this theory, was that if the college football playoff changes and it, and it go to – you have less automatic qualifier bids because the Pac-12 no more, and you know yeah. obviously nobody's got a ton of love for the ACC, and if they go to a situation where you have more at-large bids, the SEC might be more inclined to ex- expand. Because then they'll have more teams that they can get in to an 
a more wide open college football playoff process. So while the SEC may not be inclined to expand right now, that's what they keep saying, that could change if that playoff. So one thing to really watch, I think, is, yeah, Florida State's season this year is important because you want to keep looking marketable. and you yes. want to be. But also, what happens with that playoff decision is going to be – and I, I don't know how they don't do that. I mean, you can't just – I don't, uh, they're going to have to expand the the number of at-large teams. But do you think the difference between Florida State finishing fifth in the nation and first is that big a difference? Like, if they show they're relevant, if they remain relevant, and they get all those eyeballs that they're going to get in their big games, isn't that just as important to the, the, the future of a conference trying to think about it than just, you know, yeah, TCU probably. almost, well, they didn't almost win a national championship, but they got to the national championship game. Nobody's talking about the SEC going after TCU. I, I think it has more to do with looking relevant, staying relevant, and all those eyeballs that will be on the, the big games. Helps play this game, and I think they're going to play well in this sure. game. So right off the bat, you know, again, you're going to embolden your case uh, to be made for uh, being included in that conference. Marlon writes, good day, gents. The national spotlight will be on Florida State. And knowing that expectations are high in Tallahassee, could you see a scenario where Coach Norvell takes the air out of the ball and makes this a running game using his much-improved offensive line? Or will this be a Pac-12, Big 12 shootout type game? Love the show and your sponsors. Thanks, Marlon. I, I think he's going to do whatever he thinks is uh, you know, giving Florida State the best advantage to win the game. I mean, he's not been afraid to throw it around the lot in games where he thinks they have the advantage there, and he's not been afraid to run the ball down your throat. See Miami. Yeah, I think you're going to run it first, and if you have success doing that, you're going to keep doing that. Uh, but like we saw in the Oklahoma game where, okay, you're not going to let us run it. Well, then we're going to throw. Yeah. And I think that's what – so I think, you know, they'll feel them out early based on what they're doing defensively. But to your point, I thought Alex Atkins's comments on Sunday were exactly what you want to hear. You've got so many playmakers at so many positions in the backfield, at tight end, at running back, at, at uh, receiver, that you don't have to go into a game saying, we've got to win this mismatch. You might have mismatches in a lot of different places. That's going to be the case week to week. It only, uh, I think, will be more exploitive. Tom and I had this weird conversation where we were like, you could see a game this year where you get mad at Mike because he's betwixt and between. Like He's got so many options. Well, I could beat their ass throwing it here. I could beat their ass running it here. And then he gets stuck in between and it's disjointed and convoluted. And you're like, we can't get into a rhythm. That's a good problem to have. But you could see something like that happen once or twice this year. I think. Well, it's a lot of it's a lot of uh, you know it's a lot of hands and only one ball, and there's a lot of good players uh, that that are going to want you know there be Atkins said you know there be a, or no it was Dugans that said you might have eight or ten catches one game and then zero the next game. I don't know if it'll be that extreme, but you will have. I mean, Johnny Wilson had it last year. He'd have a hundred yards and then he'd have twelve. Um, he had one catch against Miami, maybe two catches against Syracuse, and then he caught two hundred fifty against Oklahoma. So th- it'll there'll be ebbs and flows, but you know. I don't know that you'll be too hiccupy as long as 13 is healthy. I think he's always going to find a way to move the chains. And even if you don't feel like you're playing well, it's going to put up somewhere in the 30s or you know mid-30s. Burke writes, where would we be preseason pick to finish in the SEC this year? And then from there, he wants to know about the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and the Big 12. Third, maybe? In the well, SEC- what are they in the polls? Fourth? So I mean, they're fourth behind. They're we'll behind be, three other SEC teams. Yeah, and and no more divisions. So yeah, um, you have Alabama, Georgia, and LSU ranked currently ahead of Florida State, right? So I guess fourth. Hmm. Yeah, I think I think honestly, if they were in the SEC, they would be finished. They'd get the bump. They'd get the bump. They'd get the SEC bump. Yeah, they'd be behind Georgia, Alabama. I think they'd be picked first in the Big Twelve, and I think they'd be picked 
second or third in the Big Ten. What about the Pac-4? Two. They'd be behind USC, so they'd finish. So it'd be the Pac-5, though, Ira. So they'd be number two in the Pac-5. Hello, Destin Hill directly contributes to three of the four Noel victories in September? Question mark? I like the question. Wouldn't surprise me. So how much do we think he plays against LSU? Let's just answer that. I think it probably depends on how he looks. You know, like, I mean, he's looked good in practice, but he has not played in a, I mean, this will be his first college yeah. football game and his first organized football game in and over two years. <laughs> and it's a big one. It's a big and one. It's a, oh, by the way, it happens to be against a team that he, from his home state, that he probably knows a ton of those dudes. And so, yeah, his emotions, I mean, he's been very composed and mature, but, you know, we'll see how he acts. So I think that's going to be the question is if he, they run a couple routes and he's supposed to run a, a, a dig of a certain distance and he, he runs further yeah, he's or he just head, yeah. doesn't look like he's as comfortable, then you probably dial him back. But if he looks like he can contribute, there's no doubt physically he can compete with those guys. But I, I think you'd watch to see how he looks. It's always- and also, I think it, you know, it helps, man, that, again, we talk about it. They have competition in practice. He won't face anything against LSU, and that's secondary right now, the way it's constructed. Correct. That he doesn't see every day in practice. He's going up against real guys in practice that make him better. And so he should have all the confidence in the world as this cat can't cover me. None of the, yeah, the Florida State guys can't I, cover me. I don't think me. it'd be a lack. So you're right. Yeah. I don't think it'd be a lack of confidence. I think it could be just, you know, the emotions, yeah. man. Like, the, yeah. he, he's Think about the emotions that guy's going to have on that game after what he's been through and to be playing that team. Well, you see it all the time. Moments are too big for kids sometimes. And adults, too. I mean, it just happens, you know. So, But other kids slide right in and think they, they were born to be there. And then, right. you know, so, you, like you yeah. said, they'll gauge it. Clint writes, uh, Dear Jeffrey, you spoke last week about the wildly popular Seminole rap. I did. Hmm. I think it should, it would take it to a whole new level if Corey began the Seminole rap with a short Seminole rap, R-A-P. So Some, he's talking about the war chant rap. Yeah, he called it the Seminole rap. Uh, okay, I, I, I was did, confused. Yeah, okay, yeah. I got you. I, I, I called it correctly, the war chant rap, right. but he called it Seminole rap. I think it would take it to a whole new level if Corey began the Seminole rap with a short Seminole rap, R-A-P, something to the effect of tonight both teams played on grass, but it was the Knowles who kicked some tiger ass, and then he writes, hold Whoa. for applause. Please don't let the opportunity slip away to make the Seminole rap a must-see every weekend. Well, it already is, Clint. It well, already I already is. got the first line locked and loaded. Oh, well, don't do I'm that Corey, now. No, I do, and you're going to know it. I'm Corey Clark, and I'm here to say, I don't know what comes after that, but that's my locked and loaded line to get the ball rolling because there's so much that rhymes would say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ira, maybe you could take over. I think Ira's already disgusted. <laughs> yes. You don't I want think, to rap, Ira? I think I would walk I'm off. I'm a cloud on those things half the time anyway. I could do a rap. I think I would walk away. Uh, yeah, you probably would. You should pour milk all over your face and say it's so hot. <laughs> it's just Uh-oh. so hot. Uh, just a Will Farrell imitation is fun. Um, hey, boys, we made it. Unfortunately, I'll miss you all in Orlando as I can't attend. Thank you for the phone call. Oh, so Justin's uh, in the hospital, and he thanked me for a phone call. Uh, I was tipped off by his wife. It wasn't just me randomly figuring out which of the listeners oh, are in the hospital. Okay. Um, yeah, absolutely, Justin. No question. Just wanted to let you guys know that I love the show. I have the Knowles winning 37-21. Have fun in Orlando. Well, we will. Thank you. Thanks, Justin. Thanks, Justin. And, Feel and better. Good luck. Huh? Yeah. I don't know what the what the procedure yeah. is going on, but uh, well wishes from here for sure. Well didn't, wishes for sure. Didn't you have another shout out to make? Another listener? 
I did. You're right. I thank you for reminding me because I told you to, and you did. There we go. That's what, uh, happens. That's what happens. Uh, here's a shout out. This was from somebody who emailed us, Corey, uh, all, the War Chant staff, basically, and right. uh, wanted us to know that uh, 25 years, Jonathan and Brandy Scott have been together. They are diehard uh, WarChant.com subscribers and all podcast listeners. They listen to all the shows. They read everything. They're on a trip right now, and the husband keeps checking the podcast daily for all the shows. So the wife is like, listen... If we're going to be on vacation celebrating our 25th anniversary, can you shout us out a little bit? Because he's going to be listening to the damn pod. I think we should take long distance dedications like back in the day with Casey Kasem. I like it. Yeah. Dear Casey. So, first of all, tip of the cap to you two for 25 years. And thanks for listening to all that we do and reading everything that we have on the website and all that good stuff. I hope you're enjoying it and go Knowles. All right, let's keep it rolling here. Boy, everybody's in a good mood. Uh, Nick writes, uh, best show on the planet. It's the highlight of my work week, driving home Tuesday with hour one and hour number two in the morning on my way into work. Okay. Keep up the great work, fellas. Go Knowles. Uh, also, this is Nick of the Dynamic Duo. Is this uh, Facebook? That is Facebook. What was your prompt, Corey? Did you solicit Did people? You? No, no, no. No, the I, other one was Twitter. The other one was Twitter, said. and this one's okay. Facebook. Yeah. Right. yeah. You no, thought he was sucking up again? We want, mm-hmm. we want questions, comments, and compliments. But I say that every week. I, they're they're really bringing it this week, though. It's great. Usually, they don't go with the compliments as much as I'd like. So Kayvon said, "Ira's the new Delilah." So here's the thing. I like that. I love Delilah. Uh, oh, stop it! I love stop Delilah. Stop it! I will. He I will have to reveal I will, everything. I will be in the car. I'll go pick up dinner, and I'll come back to the you house. Old as dirt. And I will tell Kim and the girls. I'll tell them the Delilah stories. Okay. What do you well, mean? that's good. You're making fun. Is it still oh, on the air? Oh, for sure. Every night. Yeah. And so I will go. Listen, guys. Jeannie, Jeannie just wanted to be friends, but Charlie took it to the next he, level. He, he just misunderstood, but mm. she still wanted to be friends. So Delilah played, and I'll go through the whole thing. Sometimes I'll record it for them, and they all hate it. Well, that not I would like, they actually. All, what you're doing there, I like. I thought you genuinely <laughs> liked it. You're just making fun of it, which it's is fair. I can't believe it's – is this still the real Delilah from eight Oh, yeah. I, I read a story about her. She she's like, not dead? She's got like a studio in her house. Well, I, I don't even know that. she ever leaves the house, mm-hmm. but she just does – and I don't know, man. It may be the same show that repeats 65 times a year. But it's uh, I can't I can't turn it now, off. When the it's songs on. changed, and it, and she goes, the and song, Charlie yeah. just wants Jessica to know, <laughs> back that ass up. Oh, well, that would is be it great. Stuck, is Juven- it, have the songs gotten a little time. more modern and a little more, or is it still you know mm. with or without you? I would I would tell you this: not if, a lot of juvenile. If somebody <laughs> were to say that through that story. Yeah. Like that, they wanted to be friends, and then the Charlie wanted more, and then she's dedicating back that ass up <laughs> to Charlie. It would be the greatest moment in radio history, in Delilah know. history yeah, for sure. Yeah, Charlie, here's back that ass up. <laughs> <laughs> How good would that be? Uh, <laughs> hello, gentlemen. After LSU. <laughs> I'm wondering if you guys believe we'll have more success containing the quarterback. Uh, yes and no. I hate this. I hate this. Every and I'm not accusing you this, uh, uh, you of this, Joseph. But the most delusional thing that happens, uh, one of, amongst fan bases when they face a mobile quarterback, is this idea that we're just not good against mobile quarterbacks. We really struggle against mobile quarterbacks. We have a hard time getting mobile mobile quarterbacks to the ground. Yeah, man. Everybody does. 
everybody. It's it's difficult. You don't think that Florida realized Jordan Travis was mobile? Remember that moment when three guys were holding him and somehow he scored even though they called him down? Yeah. Man, they knew. They just couldn't stop him from doing it. The problem is the guys you have chasing the quarterback usually aren't as athletic is that guy. Certainly not as fast because they're 260 or 250 pounds. And also, like, everybody knew Michael Vick was pretty mobile. Even in the NFL, they knew he was mobile. And it was a really difficult thing to get but, that dude to the ground. But And what it does do, and that was kind of the point I made earlier, like the you, the, the challenge with those kinds of quarterbacks, especially, you know, a guy like – I mean, he's, this guy is elite athletic. Yes. I mean, he's not just yeah. athletic. Yeah, he's freakish. He's elite athletic. I, I don't. That was one thing going into that game last year. I didn't realize he was quite as fast as he is. He is super athletic. I and, call it annoyingly athletic. And yes. somebody, I've talked to somebody on the FSU staff, not one of the assistant coaches, but somebody on the staff who was on the field, and they said, man, when he ran by them, they were like, ooh, that's different. He, he's moving. Yeah, and so now you've got to devote. If you want to take that away, which is a solid idea, but now you're what are you giving up? What are you opening up? A lot of teams attempted to keep him in the pocket and make him throw the ball. Because that's what you want to do. Yeah. Traditionally, anybody that runs that well actually doesn't throw it all that well because they've always been able to fall back on running. And believe me, Nick Saban tried to do that. <laughs> it didn't work. I mean, we're trying to do it. Now, we're better equipped this year. I will agree with the the uh, question there. We're better equipped to contain him. But, man, I mean, it's tough. If, if you, if it, It'll be interesting, too, right? Guys, like, um, we, they haven't even started game planning for LSU. I think that probably starts tomorrow, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we're not we're, I'm not talking out of school. We haven't seen any uh, uh, preparation team, yeah. for stopping them. But who do you think they would try to use as a spy? I mean, Deloach. You can't, Delo- you can't I think Deloach. I mean, that's a, that's a bit – I mean, Deloach is fast for a linebacker, but he should it be a DB almost? Is he such Shaheen a Brown? running quarterback Shaheen? that it should be a DB that runs with him? Like, I don't know. Like, he's so fast, and that's so big a part of his game that I would make sure – you been... can't make sure, but I would make sure I have somebody almost of his athleticism. Like, a, I'm talking about like a, a Zarye or a Jarian Jones or somebody that can run with him stride for stride because – Man, it's going to be tough to ask a linebacker. It, it, to do it. it helps if you can play zone, Corey. That's the whole thing. Right. We've been yeah, in man right. for so damn long. When you turn your back to a guy, he's gone. So just play a lot of zone and be able to come up and make a tackle and make him pay for it if you can. Yeah, because yeah. that was you know obviously that was the whole thing with Michael Vick is Mickey's like he's going to run, but by the end of the fourth quarter we're going to make it so he doesn't want to run anymore. Yeah, and that's what the Bucks did against the Falcons because they had Derek Brooks right. shadow well, him, and then yeah, he would hit him guy. in a way that was like evil most of the time. <laughs> and I, you know, you encourage you like, hey, if you accidentally hit him out of bounds in the neck mm. and they slide into the bench, things happen. Uh, R.A. Wright, gentlemen, is the secondary improvement more from having better players or better coaching? And yes, Ira registers makes every boxed food you love better. Yay, sausage. Mm. Also, can Warchamp provide one of those huge banners like at soccer games for us to unfurl on Snuggy Hill? That'd be pretty cool. Ooh, yeah, Gene loves those banners. Oh, let's go yeah. with the banners. We have that giant one when we do the pregame show yeah, at the hotel yeah, 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 it's massive. It's halfway down the damn hotel. We'll work on it. It's a good suggestion. Uh, as far as the secondary, I think it's both. I think they do have uh, a lot of really good players in the secondary, and I do think they're more aggressive, and that's coached. Well, I mean, Remar- Renardo Green, that was his first year back at corner. He had spent, I think it was the last two years at safety. Um, you know, and he so he was – getting used to play, being a corner again and used to being an every down player. Um, yeah. You know, I think you look at Azaria uh, Thomas was a true freshman last year. Right. Now he's an older guy. Uh, you know, I think Jarian Jones started to come on late last season. He did. So he stepped up. So, you know, this greedy Vance got better. Yeah. So there's a combination of, you have some guys who 
are more comfortable and more confident now. But also, I mean, I think I agree with you that Patrick Sertan's done a really good job. And it was, I don't know, man, like I don't know assistant coaches are going to badmouth other assistant coaches. No head coach is going to dog assistant coaches. But I felt like talking to Adam Fuller and Mike Norvell about Patrick Sertan the other day. They were pretty pumped. It was effusive, I thought. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, They like them. As they should. It was a good hire. Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV continues in a moment. Hey, headliners and elite headliners. It's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple of years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. MLB, obviously in full swing. We're down in the home stretch. My bookie, your one-stop shop for all your betting needs. Wide range of betting options at my bookie. That includes money lines, run lines, totals, futures. My bookie gives you plenty of ways to bet on your favorite teams and players. Take advantage of the brand new my bookie money bag. Gives you the chance to secure a bet on your favorite team or player at insanely boosted odds. Sign up today at my bookie. Use the promo code WARCHANT. To secure a first deposit bonus of up to $1,000, it's simple. Deposit 200 play with 300 instantly. Promo code WARCHANT to claim your bonus. If you're a baseball fan wanting to add more excitement down the stretch, look no further than my bookie. Sign up now. Get ready to experience the thrill of baseball betting like never before. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. John wants to know, is the LSU game the most important game for FSU since, he says, Oregon in the playoffs? Um, I, I think you could go back to when it was rather tenuous at the end of Jimbo's time or just before that stretch where had they bothered to show up and showed some fight in a couple of games that they didn't, that maybe they could have salvaged something there instead of continuing to go down the track of doom. I mean, it ended up not meaning anything really, but the Michigan game was a, I mean, that was was a good game. Yeah. It's a name opponent in a big bowl. Yeah. But uh, Peppers didn't play. Oh, that's right. He didn't he play. Didn't, he didn't play, Corey? Yeah. Are you sure? No, he did not play in that they game. They should have so mentioned that. Nearly, yeah. Is, yeah, and I don't know. Derwin James didn't play either, but, I mean, as we've Who? seen in the NFL, yeah. Peppers is a much bigger deal than Der- Derwin James was. So I don't know. Yeah, you know what? I, I wouldn't have known it if you <laughs> yeah. hadn't said something about it today. <laughs> okay. I'd 
Just didn't even know. Uh, no, I'm thinking like, you know, had they not gotten their ass kicked by BC or was it already too far gone? Or, no, you they know, were in bad shape. When they got beat by 1,000 by uh, Louisville Oof. on game day. No, they were, they were rated high day. for yeah, that one, weren't they? Yeah, that was, that was yeah, there were three in the country for that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't see yeah. that one coming. Yeah, they, I mean, it's a really important game. Uh, it's you know we'll see. It's hard to say though because we don't know how the rest of the year is going to go. Well, ask us again in December how important it was. Like honestly, think- I didn't know how important that LSU game was going to be until it played last year. Until it played out, it wasn't just that they won the way it played out. Because if they would have lost that game, there's a very real scenario where we're talking about him being on the hot seat this year. Yo, I mean, it really could have worked out that way. If they 100%. lost the way it had played out. You know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That th- th- it could have that could have derailed everything. Well, that's why but his Shaheem, response was that they just won the Super Bowl. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> like after yeah, the was, game, he knew it. He knew damn well that they had avoided a, a disastrous set of circumstances. And Shaheem should get, I don't know, two percent of every paycheck Norvell collects for the rest of his life, or what? Three, like Travolta should owe Quentin Tarantino money for the rest of his life. Norvell might owe Shaheem just a cut. Every every couple months, I will say this: though, it is a big game, no question about it. But I thought uh, Henshaw's house, return of Henshaw's house, nicely done on the website. George Henshaw, former NFL and college coach, writes for us, or I guess you call it a Q and A with us um, every week week during football season. If you're not a subscriber, join WarChant.com. Just one more reason. There's a but anyway, of them. one of the things he his one of his points was, man, it's a big game, but who would who would if you gave anybody the choice between winning the LSU game or the Florida game? People are going to pick the Florida game, so it's it's important. It's also the first game of the year, and, and if you lose team, it, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah it's you, not you, the end of the world. That's yeah. the the point of it is because again, you look at last year, LSU goes on to play for the SEC title. They lost that yeah. game, and Utah lost to Florida, yeah. and went on to win the Pac-12. Yes, so they did. it's again. if you it's important, but if you lose it, it's not the end of the world. Craig writes, "Good day, gentlemen from down under." Ah. Good day to you too, Greg. Uh, we all know Corey has his main home in Atlanta, but is he really a chicken farmer from Delaware? Mm. Love the show, Go Knowles. That's well done. I I check uh, the the uh, the social media spaces so infrequently these days, guys. I didn't realize this was a thing. It going became on a thing pretty quickly because of the Miami message boards. Yeah, there's a theory on one of the, you know, all these fan bases do this. Once you lose a recruiting battle, you come up with all the reasons why you've lost recruiting battles. I just remember we were supposed to be broke according to yes. that same message so board. N- so now, now all of a sudden we're Well, apparently, playing. according to this message board poster, who got brought up by Message Board's Geniuses, that Twitter account. Which is a great which account. Which goes after some of our loyal subscribers sometimes. <laughs> but the... Uh, uh, the theory, the yeah, the story is that there's apparently a chicken farmer in Delaware funding who was like the only chicken farmer that, that wasn't affected by the bird virus, the mm. Aryan, was the the Ebola, avian flu, the, yeah, avian, avian flu. Avian yeah, flu. Avian flu. <laughs> I said Ebola. So they've they've cornered the chicken market and uh, they're buying all the players for Florida State. It is not me. It's not you though. Uh, I'll go ahead and say it's not me. I don't live in Delaware, but also I didn't know there was so much money in the chicken farming game. I might get into it as a second as a second career when we're done making all our money with work. Ask camp. the fine folks at Tyson whether or not there's a lot of money in chicken farming, <laughs> sir. I think there probably is. But I would also say, unless the folks at the Battles Inn are actually secret chicken farmers, uh, you know, no. Yeah. Uh, it's a fun theory, though. Ingram, Ingram said he has three chickens. He's got three? That's what he said on Twitter. Yeah. That does that's not, not constitute that's a not farm. That's not enough to, to no. get KJ Unless Bolton. they lay golden eggs, though. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Gentlemen, we're almost there, writes Austin. Thanks for you guys, uh, to you guys, for getting us through the dark times of the offseason. You're welcome, Austin. We work <laughs> so you. hard hey, for all welcome. of you. It was our we, pleasure. Yeah. It was our pleasure. My question this week is, 
Is there a player or coach that has exceeded and or fell short of your expectations for them this offseason? I like this judginess. I like it. Uh, Austin, uh, let's answer. Exceeded. Who's exceeded your expectation? Well, we did this exercise. You can read about it today on warchant.com. It'll be up later. But I think the way he's describing it is this offseason, we're talking about somebody who was returning players. Yeah, yeah. Not necessarily a transfer, but somebody who. trying to think if there's somebody that uh you know i would say azaria thomas might be my guy i thought he looked i mean he's a nice prospect last year yeah i didn't think in the spring that he looked like anything special no like, i, I, I yeah. thought he was still struggling a little right? bit in the spring yeah. and then from there to now i think he's become a different guy like he mm-hmm. goes like he goes at johnny wilson in practice like yeah. and wins oh and they talk yeah. and it's a fun little go, so you know, back he'd, and forth. he'd be mine on the positive side Who, Who who's anybody? exceeded expectations yeah, I, I i think that's my answer um yeah, I think Azaria is my answer. Uh, Briggs maybe is another guy that he's he's played well enough in August. Like I was, I kind of written him off. Now Daryl Jackson not being eligible for you know, now pr- propelled that. Uh, let's hope it's for now. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, Briggs getting the work he's getting, he looks like he could be a a, a solid to good defensive lineman, which I wasn't even sure how much he was going to play. I'll give and you. And then a... also Keon Coleman's even better than I thought. Yeah, yeah. that I thought he was good. I'll go ahead in the interest of time, and I'll be the guy that presents the negative uh, since these guys just picked two positives that I agree with. Uh, I've been disappointed so far, so far, by Fentrell Cypress. I haven't seen anything that suggested he was as good as he played at Virginia since he's arrived here. Now, maybe that changes. I just I just haven't seen it. We know he's, he's a gamer. A, we know he's capable. We'll see. Yeah, we'll I see. mean, he yeah, has yeah. – Yeah, I wouldn't say he's been special in practice. He's been solid. He's just been ordinary, and that's why I was disappointed because he was extraordinary. Yeah, and that's why that's why I wanted to gear it more towards people that we saw last year and now we've seen this year. Just because that's fair. It's hard to judge those guys that we you know we didn't know, but um, yeah. And if there's anybody else that's kind of taking a step, nobody's taking a step back. I would say at some point I'd like to see more out of Akeem Dent. To your point earlier about the safeties not made. I feel like we've uttered that phrase before. You know, you know, I'd like to see more, but. It hasn't been bad. Uh, if each of you, writes Casey, had to pick a favorite college football player outside of the ACC, who would it be? Current? I guess so. Who's your favorite? Well, outside of the ACC. Okay. Outside of the ACC. So if it's not current, it's Tebow. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. You adored him. I remember you had that shirt you were afraid to wear around town. Well, our, uh, Jeff, he was like Herschel Walker running the ball, right? But like Danny Werfel throwing the right. ball. I mean, it was our Steve Young. And, and you want, and you want his daughter, daughter to marry. You him. want your daughter Should, to marry him. Yeah, was I was him. upset that Brady wasn't a daughter. He, he ended up being a son, so yeah. he could not marry. Well, Tim you Tebow. could have had a conversation with Brady about the it. devastation that you felt. At well, that time. I was yeah. thinking more of Tebow's side of things. Well, right. I don't know. But, so, so but, uh, yeah, outside around the conference, around the uh, what about Bo Nix? Is he your, are you a Bo Nix guy? <laughs> you guys, Bo Nix guys. No, I'm not. I, I maybe I like Caleb, I, I'll Caleb you, Williams. Maybe. I'll give you one. I like Michael Penix Jr. a lot. I, yeah. I like watching him play. He's a good football player. I like Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm. But he's going to be a knoll next year. We'll watch him up close and personal. It's going to be awesome. Oh, is he going to forego the NFL? Yeah, he's going to take it on down here. No, no, he's no. Coming down he's coming above all that chicken farm money. He's, he's really good. I like uh, Bowers. Bowers is a nice player. Ooh, that's a yeah. good one. Yeah, that's a good one. He's, I didn't want to say that because I didn't want to be the UGA homer, but yes, they, my answer would be Brock Bowers. I do like Caleb Williams watching yeah. him a lot. Yeah, he's good. But I don't understand. I, I the like the, the, the fingernails thing. I like the it. Fingernails like F. Yeah. You he is so he's gonna write F San Diego State on his fingernails. Yes. 
Yes. Why the animosity is bizarre and I love weird, it. and I don't like it. It's I like to. Funny. I want to seep it in. He I likes like, to hate. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We need more of that in sports. <laughs> hey guys, we do. hope you're all doing well. I was just wondering who's the most ready linebacker out of the newcomers and could make an impact this year. As always, Cryer. get some registers, folks. Probably Cryer. That's correct. Um, that but is I correct think answer. Blake Nicholson's got more upside. I agree with that too. Damn, but Cryer, man, he's we just he's nailed that just question. Ira. Just killed that question. Yeah, Cryer's yeah, solid. He's just noticeable, though. The, the only thing kid. that's he, the only the only thing that I wonder about Cryer is, you know, they've talked so much about wanting the more athletic, dynamic linebackers that can cover in space and all that. Is Cryer going to be sleeker and? Le- I mean, he's he's a pretty. He looks like an old school inside linebacker. I like that about him. But I just mm-hmm. three years from now, what's he going to look like? I so think I he know. can move a little bit better than that. He's not Nicholson, I don't think, but I think he can move a little. bit I'm not better saying he's slow. He can run, but I just don't know. Is he? I mean, like I'm ex- I'm expecting more of the, you know, more of like a big safety at linebacker than I am a, a these days. And linebacker. I think it's interesting because the dilemma is the opposite for the two because Blake Nicholson needs to get bigger. He definitely does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, absolutely. And then the other guy, you're worried about getting too big. So there you go. Who plays more snaps this season between Fabo and Josh Farmer? This is an interesting question. Uh, it's from Landon. I appreciate the question. Uh, Corey, you start. Farmer, I agree. If it's if if you're looking for the best case scenario for Florida State, you want it to be Love It, but but yeah, but, but yeah, the three probably, of us are going to go Farmer. Okay, farmer. that's interesting. Uh, Sir Stuart Wallace writes: Rewatched last year's LSU game, and while we remember Jazz being a surprise late fill-in for Bless, I had forgotten that Deuce Span played a ton in that game. Yeah. Yep. Who could be that same person in this year's LSU game that plays way more than we could have imagined? That's an interesting point. I forgot that too, by the way. Yeah, they were running reverses with him yeah. in the fourth well, quarter. Well, he's a freak like, of an athlete. A... If he could ever figure it all out. But he's... it's weird that it, it he that was like the highlight of his – that was the yeah. most he was used all yeah, season was correct. that game, and then it slowly just uh, dissipated. Uh, Winston <laughs> Wright, maybe? <laughs> Winston Wright? Yeah, it's hard. To, I mean, it's hard to pick somebody that you don't expect to play a lot and then predict that they're going to play a lot. Um, yeah. Kaziah Holmes. He came to my mind also. Yeah. Kaziah. Morlock? More than but you I think? Expect, I expect, I expect to Morlock play. to play a lot. Yeah, I do too. I don't. It, it, there's a difference between playing and, and then we're counting receptions. Like, how do we right. figure out the productivity? But I. How about this? I think it might be Deuce Span again. All right. I hope so. I think there's a chance. Lakewood. You know, they, Let's I, go, I think baby. there's a chance Deuce Span can be, uh, you know, maybe LSU killer. a little bit more this year. Tiger killer. Yeah, he is the LSU killer, him and Shaheem. But then does he fade away again? No, I think he oh, just right. he takes off. It's like a roller coaster, Ira. Well, no, because that implies he's – it's a roller coaster that never comes down. It just keeps going to the sun. Those I, are the best roller coasters. You're betting on my Spartan. <laughs> there you go, Deuce. Yeah. I don't have to be your only advocate. Uh, if you're Mike and Alex, what is your offensive plan of attack for LSU? Seems with the reports of issues in that LSU secondary coming out of camp, if Jordan given t- has time to throw, we could carve them up in the passing game. What say you, gentlemen? Balanced, run, or pass heavy? What do you like? I always want to run the ball if you can run the ball. Always. I agree in the sense that, man, I, it just it makes it so much easier to set other things up. And it emasculates the defense. Co- you come out trying to throw it, and throwing, man, it's it's not as Tip dependable. Yeah, things happen. And then all of a sudden you have an empty possession or two, and we think LSU's going to be able to score. 
Yeah, man, I think you're running it and then setting up everything else. So I always want to run if I can run, yeah. Don't you think that because of what's going on at cornerback, they're going to try to give those guys extra help and extra protection, and that should maybe not have – you're going to have one less guy in the box than you normally would maybe, so you should be able to run against that defense. And this offense – And maybe has, run against Perkins. Run right at Perkins. he's such a great pass rush. Uh, you run I, right at him. Yeah. If he's off the edge, I would. They're going to play him more in the middle this year right. too, though. But I would say this. I think the offense has always been predicated on the run. I think Mike wants to run if he can run. Right. He's found a way to run even when they shouldn't have been able to in the past. So, And, and Jordan helps a lot with that, too. But, yeah, I, I think they're going to run the ball if they can. Um, it also keeps Daniels off the damn field. Right. And I don't you know, I don't want no part of that guy just running around, broken play after broken play, pissing me off. Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV continues in a moment. Time to talk Shopify. A couple years ago, I wanted to create and sell Headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you guys. But I had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy, all because we use Shopify. (coughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify is the only tool you'll need to grow your business without the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point-of-sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. So you'll sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I really love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, now to grow your business, no matter what stage of the game you're in. Shopify.com slash warchant. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. What top 10 team, ranked team, I should say, finishes unranked? And which unranked team finishes in the top 10? Ooh. I got to pull up the top 25 here. Is Whose it, question was that? Uh, that was Kevin. Uh, I... I I have a feeling LSU may end up unranked. Um, look at this guy. I mean, I just right. I, look, man. I don't know that Jaden Daniels is going to have a ten yeah. se- ten or eleven one season again. We'll see. Um, uh, what about Penn State? Uh, any, unranked? Any chance they won't? Yeah, be. any chance they're not very good? No, I think they're good. I I think they were ranked too high. Um, but I don't think they're I don't think they're a bad team. I just don't think they're a top five team, top ten team. Well, it probably comes down to injury, maybe maybe man. a like top Jordan, team, maybe a top ten team. If Jordan Travis gets hurt, no man. If Jordan Travis know, gets hurt, I still think they go ten yeah. and two. I don't think they're on rank. Oh, I don't know about that. Oh, buddy, I, I do. I I, I think right. that. Uh, yeah, man, you got a lot all right, of good players. So you think they're a twelve and zero at worst, eleven and one type team? If you think they're go ten, like his war has to be at least. No, one what and I'm a saying, half. they could, you could lose by three to LSU and by one to Clemson and go ten and two, and that wouldn't, you know, that wouldn't be a travesty. I would be mad. I wish that wouldn't happen. You're an underdog in this first game, first of all. Secondly, you're probably well, I'm talking be, about without Jordan Travis. No, uh, you said if he got hurt in season, I'm assuming we're going to have his services for some of these games. But no, oh, I, yeah, I, th- right. I, I think okay. that, uh, yeah, man, I, I they could line up. 
against the vast majority of this schedule, they could line up, run the ball, play good defense, and win the game. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they really could. I, I, they're, they're a loaded team. Uh, we're talking about degrees of excellence that we've been debating about. And I've said, look, I don't think they're Georgia. But in a well-off on a neutral field, could you beat a Georgia on a given day? Maybe. Maybe you could. Wouldn't, well, I wouldn't be stunned if they did. That's how good they are. A or, team that, you know, I hate saying this, but I think Louisville actually is a team that has a chance to – Well, that schedule sorry. That schedule is really easy and – I think I think Brom's a good coach, and I think I both of his quarterbacks were with him before. Um, yeah. So they, yeah, they could be better the system. than that's a good. They guess. could be better I, than I like that one. Than, yeah, I, what is North Carolina ranked? Uh, yeah. At the bottom of the poll, I think. 20, yeah. I mean, the ACC's not great, man, and yeah. Drake May can really sling it. So if they bother to have one, if they can avoid that stupid loss that they have every year, there's always one. Mac's not a great coach, but you know if they if they could avoid the dumb loss that they sometimes have. Maybe they'll do something. Uh, keeping it rolling here. i got to get back to these questions. What will it take for fans to understand that rushing uh, this departure process is not wise? The Big Ten and the SEC do want us. So let's play this wisely as we execute and make an uh, ap- applicable exit strategy and hold the chips as the other two wait for us. Anyways, uh, guys, keep drinking excessively before and during your shows. <laughs> <laughs> You're the best the <laughs> and on fire during headlines. Uh, anyhow, appreciate that. Thanks, Michael. Um, I don't know. I think everybody's exhausted by this talk. It's going to play out the way it's going to play out. I think the networks hold the key to all of it. I don't even really think it's a matter of Big Ten SEC as much as it is Fox and ESPN. Um, yeah. and so Probably I, Fox, honestly. Yeah. I think Fox holds the biggest key Like if they want to go down that road with Florida State and Clemson. Yeah, and then the question of whether or not how committed ESPN is to – protecting their turf and we'll have to see uh good day governess writes ryan what has a better chance of happening in our first game a return of the flea flicker or brian kelly going full foghorn leghorn in the post-game interview thanks (laughs) oh man uh probably the flea flicker i want to see the flea flicker one more time yeah and i wish they would run it on the first play of the game they might run it every play (laughs) just every play is a trick play (laughs) <laughs> it would be hilarious if they ran the flea flicker on the first play of the game and hit it. Like, yeah. There's a little something for you. Remember that? Yeah. Remember that? Call back. Gentlemen, welcome back to the most wonderful time of the year, writes Michael. If you were a DB and saw Johnny, Keon, Destin, All Day, Dre, that's for you, Ira, Thanks. and Bell lined up five wide, which would make you fake a pulled hammy? Oh, well, if I had to tackle Jaheim Bell, I'm faking the hammy pull. <laughs> I'd try to tackle the rest of those guys. I'm not trying to tackle Jaheim Bell. That's a monster. He's already destroying guys in practice and in scrimmages. But are just covering them. Like, you don't want to look like a full cover. You can't them. cover I, any you know, of them, but go ahead. I would say probably Keon, because when Johnny goes over and does what he does to guys, every even people that want to get mad at their own DBs are like, well, what are you going to do? He's 6'7". That's not fair. That's, what, what are you going to do? That's just not fair. But Keon's more of a normal-sized receiver. And so I would think that would be more embarrassing to get torched by a six three and a half six four guy as opposed to the six seven freakazoid. So Although, I would say Keon. But Vandravius is the guy that could shake you and make you look silly. Yeah, Destin too has a little bit of yeah. that in him. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Hey. yeah, I think it's far less embarrassing to get shook and blown past by an elite athletic receiver than it is to get emasculated and run over by a man like Jaheim Bell. Yeah, but then Johnny. It's also- 
with, with those DBs, when they go up to catch a ball or to try to defend Johnny, it always looks like the most unathletic thing you've ever seen a, a, a really good athlete do because they, they don't get very high. They stumble like an old man. Unless you're Azaria Thomas, sidewalk. who's had a good fair share of success yeah. against him. So you never look good when he does that to you. But it, you it never look like good when a grown a, man a just runs you over. Yeah, but it doesn't hurt as much. Uh, well, you're right. A guy you're just right. catches the ball over you. That's not. It's a lot better than having a dude just run your ass over like you're a child. Yeah, I mean that's that's the hard part. I I don't know, man. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna answer this guy's question, even though twice he kind of made the responders' point for him, uh, without getting too in the weeds here. Corey, this is gonna be for you. Uh, Greg wrote, oh, well, Jason originally writes. Hey, guys, I love the show. I'm ready for some college football. I asked this question recently, but it didn't get answered. I skipped over you, Jason. I'm not going to lie. I read it, and I thought it wasn't really a question I wanted to answer. What do you all mean when Corey would do an hour number two of the show when the three of you already do two hours of Seminole headlines? So Greg responded to Jason. This is the family of Seminole headliners. Greg responded to Jason, tell us you're a new listener without telling us you're a new listener, and then wrote, the short of it is Corey, for extraordinarily special occasions, announces hour number two of the show, and then he spelled it out. And then Jason wrote back, I'm not a new listener, Greg, and I know they say that for special occasions. I'm asking because I'm curious what it means when he already does an hour number two. Oh, boy. So then Greg writes back... <laughs> I'd rather listen to you two fighting about the Clemson game last year than this. Jason, uh, well, then maybe I'm confused by your question or haven't listened closely enough. Still seems like the distinction you might be missing is him announcing or introing the second hour of the show versus participating in hour number two. Anyhow, we both can agree that kickoff can't come soon That's enough. That's awesome. So that was civil. Yeah. I like that. That was a like civil that. way of saying, come on, man. That A lot more... A lot more civil than you two. Than most people would have been in that situation. <laughs> so I guess if we go to the Genesis, I think it goes back to your first show at when you moved to ESPN and you had like a nine-hour show. I did it. Yeah, I did an eight-hour show or something like and that. Yes. Ira and I were on one of the hours. It was insane that they wanted me yeah. to do that, but we did it. Yes. Yeah. And I, Ira and I were in one of the hours, and I jokingly said something like "hour number four or yeah, something, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you kept playing it on the show well i made fun of the and, way you said it too because well, you right, were trying I mean, to say yeah. it with gusto you were trying to imitate I was, yeah i was trying to do you yeah and Struggled. then somehow that morphed into during 2013 i said i would do an hour number two i think if they beat clemson maybe i, I don't remember the first time i did it i think it was for clemson do you remember but, the uh, first time you reneged on it oh there it is that's, that's and, the better I mean, that one. was look I, I don't remember maybe once i don't remember mm. i know i did it when they held miami under 20 points mm. in 16 after that train wreck of a, a stretch there for the defense but yeah i i don't i think i've probably only done it four times how many and times have you reneged three times I, I, i'm probably hitting about 58 61 percent because you will you'll just up and pretend like you never yeah. said something or did something and yeah, we no, and we'll, it's, like it's I and i'll be like year, what yeah. are you talking about and with a straight face you'll look us in the eyes even in studio and just be like i that i never said that yeah i didn't say that and you don't have any video to prove that i did <laughs> um so what town or stadium would you gents be most excited to visit in either the Big Ten or the SEC for a future FSU road game? Now, we've had this one a bunch. Henry, appreciate you. Uh, I think we all said that we were excited to maybe go see a game in Oxford if we were in yeah. the SEC. 
And then what do we say about the Big Ten? Either Michigan or Ohio State, right? Yeah. I like uh, I like East Lafayette, so I'm not as partial to Purdue because I don't want to go to any. I don't go to one of the western part of that town. Well, That's you don't want to go. You don't want to go to Champaign either, my friend. Well, it's supposedly a pretty campus. It oh, looks pretty, but not that city November. is ass. Stop um, it. And don't want to go to West Lansing. That's crazy. They have two sit. They have two colleges mm-hmm. with. They're yeah. just in a, the directional part of a city. I'd go. I'd, city. I'd, I'd go out in the sticks to see Penn State. That'd be fun, just because of the stadium. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to go to Happy Valley. Yeah, I'd do that. Hypothetically, then, yeah, I think Oxford. Oxford's the right answer for that, right? We we've been to Baton Rouge, we've been to all these other places. I've never been to Oxford. I hear Oxford's a real to deal too. By the way, everybody says it's a really fun place to go see a game. So. What's you know you don't really ever hear people talk about. I mean, look, Athens is a cool town. It is. It's an awesome. But you town. don't hear a lot of people talk about game day at Sanford Stadium as being unbelievable. I agree hey, with that. You don't, Corey. I think that's you true. You don't really hear that. No, it, you don't. But it is a cool. It's a cool. It's, I mean, you got really hardcore fans. But yeah, it's it's not on the same level as Oxford right. for some reason. I don't know. Well, if it's I'll be honest with you. Or, going to Nealon is incredible. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Awesome yeah. stadium. Nealon's cool. Yeah. Baton Rouge is cool. Yeah, like, yeah. like there's some really. Yeah. You just. It's weird that you don't really hear it as much about Georgia. Uh, okay, last one here. I think uh, here we go. Uh, hypothetically, if FSU goes four and zero against the SEC this year. Will we be in Doak watching Bama, Tennessee, Texas, et cetera, by 2025? Probably so. If they go 4-0? I think if they go – I think if they go 2-2. Two 2-2. And two. Two and two. If they play four SEC games, I think that's a good sign of what the mm-hmm. what happened this season. Uh, so, yeah, I would say that you're, uh, you're, you're probably in the uh, SEC two years from now. Ira? So more predictions, but I think we're good here. We got less than a minute to go in the show. Yeah, I think I, I still think either way that's what, where this is going to end up happening. Um, I will say this, man, and on that topic, I was talking to somebody about this the other day, somebody in the business community, about how important it would be yes, if agree. Florida State was in the SEC Huge. because what that would do for the I mean, you talk about every weekend. I mean, it, yeah, every weekend would you be think like. Think about when, like our friends at Corner Pocket on a Friday night right. if Tennessee's in town. It's no, not and just I, I've dared to dream to this for a long time. Right. I have. This It would be incredible for everybody involved. I've never seen a Wake Forest fan in Corner Pocket. <laughs> you would have throngs of Tennessee fans well, all over this, this city. Wake Forest you know, fans, they know what would happen if they went to the Corner Pocket. Like yeah, they they might not walk out. That'd be a, yeah yeah uh, yeah. They're too. Give me those pins and that gla- those glasses, nerd. Good work, good work, Corey. Uh, well played. Uh, good work, Ira. Good work, Director Matthew. As always, be well, everybody. Peace.